All right, Bible and Daily Lifers, we are starting a new book of the Bible. And that book that we're starting is the book of Ephesians. We're going through the New Testament in a year. If you're just starting with us, then just move forward. And then uh, you can go back and start again. Do it, do it in a year. Uh, what we do is Monday through Friday, about 10 minutes. We do almost every verse. Sometimes there's chapters that are just a little long and, and we leave a few verses out. But for the most part, we're going verse by verse, just 10 minutes. We're not going super in-depth, but we're getting into all of the content of the scripture. And so this is the book of Ephesians. Ephesians is known as a prison epistle. Why do you think it's a prison epistle? Because he wrote it while he was in prison. And this book uh, has been broken down. Uh, Watchman Nee called it Sit, Walk, Stand, that it's written in three sections. The first one is sit in Christ and what he's done, then begin to walk and then begin to stand. And so it's all about being saved by grace and being in Jesus. So let's just jump in and we'll see those themes. Sit, walk, stand, saved by grace. Paul, chapter 1, Ephesians. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God. It was God who made him an apostle. To God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ grace to you guys. He prays this prayer, and let's pray this prayer together. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he's given us freely in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace, which he has lavished upon us. With all wisdom all understanding, he's made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed, which he purposed in Christ. To be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity of all things in heaven and earth under Christ. In him you were chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for his praise and for his glory. And you were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked with him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a guarantee of our inheritance until redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Some big things there, huh? This thing about predestined, what's he talking about there? Well, in that particular case, what he's talking about is when you've come to Christ, when you've come to Christ, there is now a roadmap set out for you. There's a destination set out for you. That's what this is talking about here. It's talking about those whom he loved, he predestined. So uh, there's a path for you. 
in that path, of course, is eternal life, but there's stuff along the way. And so he has um, predestined you for adoption into his family. We talked about this in Galatians, that you are adopted by him, that you're a son, that you're a daughter, that you belong to him, and God is our father. So that's what it's saying there in verse 4, that he chose you. Before the creation of the world, there were lots of things going on before the creation of the world. There was love between the father and the son. There was absolute perfect love, absolute perfect unity. Uh, it says in Job that the morning stars were singing before the creation of the world. God had already come up with a plan of salvation, a plan of redemption for you before the creation of the world. And it says we have redemption in his blood, verse 7, the forgiveness of sins. And he's lavished this out on us. He's poured out his love on us. This is who we are. We belong to him. We believe. Look at this one here down in... Uh, Verse 13, when you believed, you were marked with a seal, a promised Holy Spirit. He marked you. There's a mark on you. The seal, it's the down payment, some people say. So if you go and you find a car that you like and you're like, oh, I like that car. I want to buy that car. But, you know, I have to go get the money out of the bank or I have to go get a loan from the bank, whatever it might be. And you leave $200. That's the down payment. It's your car. It's your car. Now, you're not in full possession of it yet, but it's your car. You put the $200 down. And so God has put a deposit on you. We're not in heaven yet. We're not in our resurrected body yet. We're not living in our eternal um, abode yet. But we belong to him. He's put the down payment down. He's put the Holy Spirit down. You belong to him. You're his. He's going to come and get you. He's going to come and pay for that car. He's going to come and get you and bring you with him wherever he is. And so the, the first part is sort of done in the form of a prayer. But the second part, this is a prayer. And we want to pray this prayer over us. You ready? Receive this prayer. Let's get in a posture of prayer. Let's receive this. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all of God's people, I've not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking God that our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may do this. May God give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. May God give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so you might know him better. I pray the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he's called you. May God open your eyes so that you can see the hope to which he's called you. May he open your eyes so that you can see the glorious riches of the inheritance you have as his holy people. May he open your eyes that you would see his incomparably uh, great power for you who believe. But you know that this is the same power the mighty strength that was exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that's invoked, not only in this present age, but in the age to come. God has placed all things under his feet, appointed him to be everything for the church, which is his body, 
the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. So God, thank you for this blessing. Thank you for this prayer. Lord, do open up the eyes of our understanding, especially as we go through the New Testament. And Lord, for those who are just picking up at the new book and starting um, to do the second half of the New Testament, Lord, thank you that we get to study your word. We get to look at it. We get to let it reflect. We, we get to make it part of our lives. Lord, we thank you that you have a great story and you're inviting us into the story. Lord, you have a role for us. You have a part for us. And we want to know what that part is. We want to know what that purpose is. So open our eyes, Lord, just like the prayer that we just prayed. Uh, open our eyes. Open the eyes of our understanding. Give us wisdom and enlightenment and revelation. Amen. You are loved. You are loved. You are loved. Hey, bless you.